Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Cambero here with episode 211 of the Tudor Podcast, the weekly show that's all about how to start, grow and love your tutoring business while staying moderately sane and having boatloads of fun in the process. Now, today I want to talk about uh, something that I was aware of from my sports and athletics history but it never really struck me that it would impact quite so strongly on what i do as a guitar teacher it's the the said training model now said that's s-a-i-d stands for specific adaptation to imposed demand now this is really a sports training idea but it's definitely relevant to what i do as a tutor by guitar teaching if you teach anything which demands core skills, or if you're a coach, I think this is a very useful idea to drop into your mental melting pot. So again, specific adaptation to imposed demand. Now, in a nutshell, you get what you're trained for. So if you're not conscious of how you train, you'll get any old results. It's chaotic random and generally speaking it's pretty useless so specific adaptation the body and indeed the mind will only produce the most suitable changes in response to any stimulus so whatever demand you put on the body or on the mind that's what it will produce so if you have someone whose ideas are that it's got to be difficult they're going to find ways to make it difficult. If you've got someone who's convinced that they must use great force, say a guitar player crushing the strings, they're actually going to train that behavior every single day. So we have to carefully choose the imposed demand and apply it in order to produce the changes we want and only the changes we want. So... For a fine motor physical skill like guitar playing, this is absolutely paramount. Almost nobody I've ever met in 23 years teaching guitar now, nobody's really trained to be gentle, smooth, elegant or precise. So it's a massive shock to the system when they sit down with me for the first time and watch me play this the most common thing that gets said in my teaching room is you make it look so easy and my answer is always the same i'm not making it look easy i'm simply doing the minimum necessary to get the job done and to show you that you don't need to use vast physical force so the the normal thing that i encounter when i sit down with a guitar player regardless of level of experience is a, a melange, if you like, a, a mixture of grab, maul, crush, and batter. They're the norms, just like you see in a rock video, which is generally pre-recorded soundtrack and then a bunch of theatrical pantomime 
movements or it's a clown show basically so consequently most of the guitar players i encounter are clumsy slow the fingers are sore and they're frustrated because they can never develop the core skills needed to master the instrument i.e gentleness lightness smoothness correct position it's very sad but i did that too and i did it for far too long 19 years of that and it gets worse because if you're a man you're pretty much tied to this idea of brute force i call it the man paradigm it's about brute force and power for blokes they don't train to be smooth they don't train to be gentle they don't train to have any finesse they use force and it doesn't work so being blokes the next thing that we do is try a bit harder that means a bit more force so we're now into this death spiral of trying hard getting worse and trying hard and getting worse and so it goes me 19 years on that particular merry-go-round which i bitterly regret so now i always spend time covering the core basics that's the specific adaptation that i'm trying to get so the demand that i impose on the player is relaxation get the position and the biomechanics correct develop sensitivity to touch i was seem to be telling players play with soft hands then we work on listening skills understanding what's going on timing rhythm and much much more and what i found is it's it's wise to assume that nobody has the basics never met anybody in 23 years teaching who has so what i'll do first is i'll explain the outcome we want to create for them how it'll affect how they play forever and the mechanism and techniques we're going to use to build that now initially everything we're going to do is just going to be a trial of a method or an exercise so if it doesn't produce what we want we'll just move on to the next technique in the trick bag and we'll get a we'll get a feel for what progress will actually look sound and feel like i remind them that we are looking at specific adaptations so we are using a very specific demand i always tell them that if they do the drills they get the skills and if they don't well chances are nothing's going to change for them as they already know only a fool will waste their money buying expert advice and then choosing to disregard it in favor of doing what hasn't worked for decades for them so i'm actually recruiting a well-known principle from sports and applying it to teaching i'm borrowing the said model's authority and i'm using that to gain student compliance which is actually my job as a teacher now i did this way back when i trained casino croupiers we had to build basic hand skills basic de dexterity every single day so the very first thing we do every day was knock down all the chips on a roulette table that's thousands of chips mixed colors and then manually pick them up and stack them into stacks of 20 and we do it by touch see 
if you've got to count a stack of 20 ships, it's time consuming. However, if you can feel the shape and the weight of a stack of 20 chips in your hands, you pretty much don't have to look at it. Usually accurate to within one chip most of the time. So oftentimes you're dead on accurate. It's, it's actually fabulous to watch. Now, every day we just started with that because without good hands, they're always going to be slow. They're always going to be clumsy and frustrated. That means they're going to be dealing with angry punters who just want them to speed up and get to the next spin of the roulette wheel. Using the said model built great hands. It also built confidence and speed. It was the precursor to excellence and progress. The same story was racing bikes. You know, you train for the event you want to race in. You want to do sprints. That's different than if you want to do a 60-mile road race, time trial, track pursuiting, cyclocross, whatever. It's event-specific training. So whatever event it is, you train for that event. Seems pretty obvious. Or is it? Do you drill the core skills or sort of wait to see if they develop on their own? Do you have a mechanism for building those core skills? Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Because, frankly, I'm here to learn as well as talk. Send your stuff into info at neilcamado.com and I'll take a look and help if I can. Absorb your comments and learn from you. That's all for today, but remember to subscribe to the Tudor Podcast and you'll get all the updates and even more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business while having fun and staying sane. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. So, till next time, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.